0: What's up? What's up? It's time, check your watch, The clutch, put out your coffee shop, copy from the editor, better get ready, I said he, who? It's the real G, the Martin, the G, the master of disaster, in the heart of NYC, sit down, with OMG! G. He's got the whole show flowing and blowing up, and thanks to everybody for showing wow. up, yo! directing the show, directing the art, perfecting the part, selecting the best, it's time to go to press, yes! Isn't that fresh? <laughs> like a fresh beast? Are we on? Are we recording? Yes, it is recording, but don't worry about, like, <laughs> we, we have, through the miracle of editing, anything that uh, we like, we'll keep, and anything that we don't like, we'll cut, and nobody okay, will that's ever good. know.
1: That, that was one question I had. Are you going to edit this? <laughs> By the way, you, both of you, have really great radio voices.
2: Really? <laughs> that's that's like, very
1: kind. Welcome um, to Design Clatch. You know, <laughs> it's, very, it's very
0: cool. <laughs> um, nice. Well, we'll do our introduction. This is sure. Tim.
2: Uh, this is Rich.
0: And this is Design Clotch. And with us on the radio from New York City today, we have... Martin G. Martin G. Thank Hello. You... Yes. Thank you for being on the Clotch today. Um, I want to uh, start by just giving a little list of kind of what you're doing presently. Your current title is Senior Art Director at Time, right? That is correct. How long have you been in that capacity?
1: Uh, about A little over two years, according to my LinkedIn.
0: Nice reminder. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you are an active Twitterer and you I think you have an interesting take on culture. Um, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about uh, before we go back into like your history in in Northern California and and growing up in in Silicon Valley. Um, But but tell us a little bit about your Twitter presence and uh, some of some of what's going on, because it's a very interesting time right now. Okay.
1: Um, what area? It does just, it just in general,
0: I guess? Well, yeah, I mean, so you can start broad and then be specific. I think that you have, um, you know, as, as, a, as an Asian American, you have an interesting perspective on race in this country. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: definitely. And, and that you, I think you've probably experienced some of the, uh, you know, that when, when, there, when there's a country that's dominated by white people and, and that they tend to be pretty insensitive at times, that, that's, that there are other races that exist. Yeah, totally, uh, totally. But but also even the last year, it's been pretty intense with you know on a lot of fronts. Uh, it just yeah, seems in a way, though...
1: yeah. I think the past year, the whole presidential campaigning and not like all the stuff in the news is kind of it's kind of insane what's what's going on. But at the same time, all this stuff is coming up to the forefront, and people are speaking out about it. Not even just not even just like the news or politics. Even the Olympics, how the media treats, you know, black athletes, women, you know, and how um, things are portrayed and things are presented, you know. So I think being Asian American, uh, Chinese, um, I'm also using Twitter, using my role at the magazine to try to present things properly, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is that the word? Yeah. I mean, even like, even what we're calling dominant culture, that was not dominant like a thousand years ago. It was another group of people that were, you know, taking over. So it's, yeah. I mean, when people say, I want my America back, you gotta, this is Larry, Larry Wilmore, There's a, he, he does a thing, goes, well, why don't you ask a Native American that? You know, <laughs> that's, talk to the Native, Native Americans about that part. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I guess I could go on forever on this because, it, it, but. Uh, Irish Americans were discriminated against, Italians were discriminated against, and then when you become assimilated into the bigger, larger group and not discriminated by skin color or visually, you know, it's, uh, it, it, there's always a new immigrant class that you're going to discriminate against, and you try to look back at history and go, okay, we should not do this again. Yeah. The same thing like the Japanese internment and, you know, people are suggesting they do that to Muslims. you go, oh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we've done this already and it doesn't work.
2: <laughs> right,
0: right. I think so, that's that's, wow, that's a really, this, I, I, and I didn't mean to get too deep too early, but I no, think that's this a really interesting thought. We're,
1: we're not even 10 minutes in. We're not, in, we're not talking know. about kerning and letting. <laughs> we're talking about deep, deep racial divides like, in the country
2: definitely the, the heaviest beginning to a podcast episode. it's all right it's all right can we talk about
1: star wars yeah
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll get to all that I, okay uh martin i did have a question though you you touched on something that i thought was kind of cool because you work at you work at time mm-hmm. and um but you work as an art director so but do you have any kind of like editorial influence or can you help
1: um yeah not as much as i would like i mean there's there's different levels of involvement with the editorial content um my design director and creative director they both go to the news meetings to talk about the covers and the what what kind of coverage of stories we're going to do but as an art director i mean i'm thinking about um who to hire as an illustrator? Who who has the sensitivity? Who has the experience? Who has the unique take on certain topics? Um, just this week, um, we we're doing a story about whether asking a question whether or not technology is racist. And you know, I go through my a mental list of people. Go, oh, he he would be perfect. Oh no, wait, he he can't do it. I'm gonna call her and see how it goes. You know? Yeah.
0: I, I want to go back to um, Silicon Valley when you were growing up because, A, I, I have a lot of experience in the area, but I'd love to hear, like, when when you were a kid, uh, running around that that sort of uh, Campbell, Saratoga, Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. um, like, what, did you know early on that art would play a big role in your life? What, what sort of got you going?
1: Oh, yeah. Um. I, I drew pictures my, my whole life, even as a little kid. So I was always going to the library and checking out um, how to draw the Marvel way. For some reason, our our local library in San Jose had a pretty good collection of Frank Frazetta books. I go, oh, shit, what is this? You know? So that, it's always been an influence. Comic books, my, my uncle gave me a stack of comic books, and I learned how to draw from that. Um, I geeked out over Star Wars. I geeked out over... Saturday morning cartoons you know so it's yeah. the whole influence of the 70s and 80s you know did,
0: did you wake up early to watch Saturday morning cartoons
1: yes oh man I that love was, that that was the only time in my life I woke up early I, I, <laughs> I, I, I I'm a I'm not a morning person so cartoons did it <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I totally. Um, n- me neither. But but Saturday morning, somehow I could will myself to wake up at five or six and and just watch. There was and it's like looking back, not many of them were all that good.
1: No, um, but, yeah, but some some of them stand up. Yeah, I watched um, so, a couple. I'm like, oh. Some and they still hold up. I mean, yeah. I mean, I. So when you're talking about the Bay Area? There we had a really great independent station called just 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 Channel Two, KTVU. And they had they played Ultraman, like live action Ultraman. They played Captain Scarlet. The whole like puppetry and it was just a random channel that had all this cool stuff. And then we had there were other stations that played like Star Blazers, Robotech, or AKA Macross. You know, and it was shit. Someone's <laughs> influencing this whole generation of Bay kids into wanting to draw robots and go into animation and comics and whatnot.
2: Robotech so. I still think is insanely good. Robotech was yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No and, and Yeah, Rick Rick of was really influential in the hairstyle too I had in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's Big, great. Big giant anime hair, you know. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Did so so you were in
1: uh San Jose through college Mm -hmm. oh yeah i went to san jose state so i was born and raised san jose and went to school there
0: nice uh art major design major
1: uh yes um originally i was pre-med because my parents i (laughs) um did that for a few so i was in college forever so it's kind of funny when people when kids come out of school at 22 and they're already doing stuff i was like When I think about myself, I was still in college up to like mid twenties. But at the same time, it's cool because, well, not cool, but you know, it's okay to waste you know four years of your twenties and and have like a career you hate later in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so pre med. Then I convinced my parents to go uh, that I wanted to go into zoology. I mean, which I still love. I love animals and structures and. Discovery Channel stuff. But then I just got to a point where I took um, organic chemistry and genetic, what was it called? Um, Population genetics or something. And I said, oh, this is horrible. I can't do this anymore. So I changed my major to art. And there you go. Wow. So, so. Wait, why why, why the wow? It's people just, people
2: the zoology what? was my wow yeah
0: no i love no i love zoology animals i as a kid i thought i'd be a marine biologist or a, or. A or oh, yeah, yeah that's true. That was cool yeah. yeah no that was one of my early like thoughts I, I always loved animals and still do and i married a woman who hates animals and doesn't what yeah i know it's like not, you know, e- me... not
1: even like panda bears and kittens what, what's what's happening here
0: no, the, the most we've been able to do is buy like a beta fish for our kids. Because she likes them because they're low maintenance and they die soon. Like <laughs> that's
2: my my wife's kind of the same way. Our uh. wives are very similar, Yeah. But uh, Do they
1: but, hang out and like bash baby seals in the head or <laughs>
0: No, she does. We we do like what she wants to do is start like an an Uber for dogs, like a little dog service where we could like rent your dog for a while and take him on a walk. But then we wouldn't have to take care of him.
2: Yeah, my wife loves animals. Yeah, we go to the zoo a lot. Uh, We did a lot when we were in New York. Yeah. Um, She just doesn't like the idea of taking care of them. Right. And children at the same time. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. It's kind of either or.
0: Yeah, I, I see that. But you know, just borrow a cat for a while, hang out with the cat. You, you have a couple cats, right? You, you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. It's, it seems like that's an. You know, one of those nice pets that's a little more independent. Yeah. Um. So so you were in San Diego. I mean, sorry, you were in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll Edit that out. And uh, then then where where you San Jose Mercury News? Is that where you ended up? Is that.
1: Um. Well, after school, uh, after college, I went to the uh, Orange County Register newspaper. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so during, the whole thing during school, I got involved with the school paper and got got really sucked into like the whole journalism thing, and I grew up with a really good, with a really great newspaper in the Bay Area, and um, that was an influence, too, where I would lay on the living room floor and look at the comics and follow Billy around the neighborhood and family circle and... Or a family circus, <laughs> and um, I would look at the editorial illustrations, and it got, thats how I kind of got involved with just keeping up with the news and loving that side of things. So then I just jumped around from newspaper to newspaper. You know, um, that's what people do in the newspaper industry, I guess, because it's—you um, know—in in any given city, you have hundreds and thousands of design firms, but then with newspapers, you have. One or two, two at, at most. So you go from city to city. So I went to Orange County. Um, then I left a little bit for in LA for House of Blues. Then went back to newspapers in Chicago, back to San Jose, and then got laid off and went to Portland. And then for Portland, I went to Boston, and then now I'm New York. So that's my that's my resume. And, Five
0: seconds <laughs> yeah you kind of bounced around the country
1: yeah yeah
0: um so I don't know a lot of people who are are in this industry who have a spouse or a partner in, who does the same thing so oh, yeah where did yeah, you meet yeah, your yeah. wife
1: and, and where did that how, how did that connection uh, happen? we met at a design conference at um, one of the S&D conferences it's a society for news design and yeah we met and but we didn't you know, start dating right there and then. But we 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 worked together at the San Jose Mercury News and started dating there. So, it's cool. Yeah. So my my wife my wife is um, Carrie G, and she's a also a senior art director at Time. So, that is crazy. the coolest
0: thing. So, so do you guys talk kerning? <laughs> All the
1: time. We talk about style sheets. We talk about different illustrators. We talk about design and illustration like twenty four seven. It's like lots saw shop talk and. It's awesome. That is Did so they, great. This is this is why I like. Uh, it's so great because I couldn't imagine being with you know an accountant or an insurance salesperson like yeah or, or a history the whole,
0: professor. Th- it's okay. My wife won't listen to this. Um, <laughs> no, the whole Sam. the whole
1: opposite attract. The whole that's attracting is BS. I mean, I I think it's <laughs> it's great to be with someone who does the, the exact same thing. Right.
0: Do you feel like you guys can be honest with each other if you're critiquing each other's work and like? Oh
1: yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, because I, I'm more on the illustration side, so I'll have her look at things and ask her about colors and, you know, I, ha- I have so many style sheet questions and she knows them all. She knows all the answers. And her more her specialty is more in the typography side. So she was brought into time um, when we were in the middle of a redesign, and so she was consulting with typographers and creating all these templates and style sheets. So it's, it's really, it's kind of, it's pretty cool. That is
0: really cool. Um, so of the various places you've been, have I, there's sort of a stereotype of the newsroom, right? This is sort of, uh, there have been, you know, they make bad movies about it. Um,
1: no what what Wait, wait spotlight. <laughs> hey, what
0: spotlight? What was? Yeah, no. There, there have been some good movies. I'm. I'm there, there was one. Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, it's, it's the Drew Barrymore one,
1: right? Right, right, right. Yeah, see, cop editors don't usually have offices like that. But, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or like go and un, go undercover. I, I forget what the story is about. Oh, I remember. That's... I remember that was the biggest.
0: Yeah, but the one that just came out,
1: the Boston one, was really good. Yeah. It, it was riveting it, yeah. it's funny I, I used to work at the Boston Globe and they told totally that Mario Baron just right I've the, the office he's in I've been in that office I was, so it's kind of funny to, to see the to see that newsroom and go oh shit, I've been there or that there's one scene where they go and get a slice of pizza that's down a certain hallway called soki's cafe where she this is when I you know I would skip lunch I would get junk food <laughs> In the middle of the day and that's the same room. They sh- I think I think they filmed it there too. So cool. So. That's is... cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of this rah rah yay journalism movie, you know. <laughs>
2: um did you know you wanted to to work for a newspaper or something in ju- journalism? Some kind um, of
1: this is a good question because
2: I mean most most of the illustrators and designers that we talk to, they um yeah, I mean the the podcast that's that will come out next that Tim talked about earlier is about um, journalism, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of I guess it's yeah it's a little unusual that that's it sounds like you were you seem uh, atypically inspired by new by your newspaper. Card.
1: Yeah, it, it's strange because when I was in school. Uh, um, I was majoring in art, doing illustration, and all I wanted to do was get published. So that's the, that was my main reason why I went into um, the school paper. I mean, I would before, before being part of the paper, I would kind of go in and, you know, hey, here's a drawing and whatnot. And then one day I saw a house ad that said, we're looking for designers or illustrators, and I just joined the paper. I, I took it as a class. And I got totally sucked in where you're doing the stuff day day to day or um, every night and you have our advisor critique it every morning and it's kind of a I got totally into it. Um, I guess it's kind of a product of wanting to know more or wanting to tell stories and wanting to deal with issues with like, you know, politics and race and all that. So it's kind of I think my career as an illustrator, designer, and my personal views on journalism and news kind of both evolved together, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't really think about it that way. So thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, that's really fascinating. No, I, I just, I don't know. It just seems important, you know, as opposed to, you know, selling insurance or being an accountant. So I'm sorry to people who have
2: that.
0: <laughs> no, it's career. totally okay, and they would, they wouldn't listen to this podcast yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> but but I wonder, have you had any like crazy newsroom experiences? Like like I guess one of the things that's driving in in, in that industry and and in a lot of you know like advertising and design is it's deadline driven. But you you're you know when you're doing papers, it's like these deadlines are. You know, the, you literally have to say, you know, the paper's got to go out. We've got to get it done. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely. But in the, news, in the newspaper side of things, I, 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 I usually worked in features so that we had a little more time. So um, I wasn't doing like breaking news stuff, usually. So I was kind of um, doing more features, but you know, the entertainment, movies, you know, stuff like that.
0: Right. But you have also um, been responsible for pretty, like... Um laying out entire magazines and stuff you know and and I, it seems like you've had some pretty some pretty heavy roles right where where you, you your free time is is not really
1: existent or no it's, it's not too bad i mean you can do a ten twelve hour day every once in a while, but you, you manage to do it every doing an doing an eight i think yeah
0: okay so so yeah. you feel like right now your work life balance is
1: not too bad oh well, listen. This could be another podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I'm starting I'm starting not to believe the work-life balance is a thing because it's all intertwined. Like my, my life is work and work is my life, or something like that. You know, where
2: it's probably a little harder since your wife also works with you.
1: Oh yeah, totally. But um, you know, but at the same time I think it's just that's just my personality. Uh, you know, even when I'm not technically working, I'm still playing and drawing or doing personal projects. So Yeah. That kind of informs my work or kinda of it's like practice or kind of I don't know, it's cathartic to let things out or, you know or just to, you know, take a break by doing more work. <laughs> so it's kinda of, it's kinda of ridiculous where it's
2: So if you have, I'm curious what your favorite project at work is, and it doesn't have to be a time, it can be from a past employer, Um, and I'm also curious what your favorite kind of side project would be.
1: I think for work, it's just being able to do illustrations here and get it to be in time every week, it's kind of a dream come true. I mean, um, before I worked here, I was, actually did freelance for time, because I, I, Worked with um, Chelsea, who's one of our art directors, and I worked with Allison, who, who's not she, she's in Michigan now, but she's she used to work here too. And I, I worked with both of them, and as a freelancer. And then when there was an opening, I kind of got it. <laughs> so um, do
2: you have a do you have a fav- favorite illustration or a favorite favorite assignment?
1: Oh gosh, the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we, we the thing the really great thing about time is that we have. Amazing access to people, you know. If you want to take a, this is a, this is an example when our, our uh, director of photography, Kira Pollock, says, you know, if Time wants to get a photo of Dick Cheney, we can get it. We, if we, we could, he he'll sit down with us, as opposed to you know, Buzzfeed. But you know, Buzzfeed's rising you know, as a as a news media, or I, mean, I not even, not even, um, actually say should be present tense. They are a Huge right.
0: media yeah. group, you know. Yeah, w- one of the problems is the name. It's Buzzfeed, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like if I'm Dick Cheney uh, and and Time calls, it's like, oh, it's Time. If Buzzfeed calls, it's like, what in the tarnation is that fancy? <laughs> well,
2: <time's laughs> no, gone.
1: but I mean, what's but what's what's happening? Though, I, I, I mean, I'm asking as a question where. I mean, who reads Time now? That's you know, good point. And people people always say they see it in the doctor's office. But do you ever pick it up? Do you ever subscribe to it? Mm-hmm. BuzzFeed is, is is constantly in your face in your Facebook feed. Yeah, yeah.
2: So.
0: that's true. That's true. Hey, so I I'll uh, I think I was five or six years old when I when my parents took me to a theater and I saw Star Wars. You know. The very first one, which was yeah, the third, I think
1: but, we're, I think I think we're the same age.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I for, From my personal experience there. I knew that my life would never be the same like <laughs> Like like it opened was it this that world was it that profound like, was it that you knew, oh, you knew this? Oh, no I, I knew at that moment like that that is lo- like going to be one of the backbones of my life like having seen that nothing I'd ever seen before was anywhere close to that and I felt mm-hmm. like I was I now had admittance to a broader like understanding of of everything
2: of space
1: <laughs> that is, right. that is that is deep <laughs> <laughs>
2: so wait I want to hear about the the Star Wars assignment
1: yeah oh yeah we oh yeah so that going back to how time had access we had, we had access to all the actors and um this photograph uh, photographer Marco gropp took really amazing portraits and I was just here's a two-page photo of BB-8, you know, so it was pretty exciting, you know. how everybody. Oh, these are the magazines I, I keep, you know, when, you know, the prequels came out. Of, I, 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 oh, I'm just going to groan here for a second. I, when that came out, like, I got the magazine. I kept it, you know. Or When Steve Jobs died, I got Time, Newsweek, Bloomberg Business Week, and I just, those are things you hang on to. Right. So hopefully some little kid is hanging on to that BBA cover and going this is cool. This is how Tim and I reacted to start seeing Star Wars for the first time. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, no. And there's something cool about both the impermanence and the permanence of of magazines, right? That mm-hmm. um, my wife working on her doctorate was um, we, we did a special trip to uh a library at the University of Washington because they had Newsweek's from the 1950s and 60s that we needed to look at uh, for for her research, and that was like, you know, that the, the, the magazines are both, you know, temporary in the sense that they, you know, they they sort of get distributed and read, but also, you know, uh, permanent in the sense that 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 will last. And of course, with with the way digital culture works now, everything is always going to be archived forever. Mm-hmm. But, but that's yeah. interesting. Um, <clears throat> so so I, I guess my, my other, um, I, I'd love to talk a little more as well. I think Star Wars, you, you have an interesting understanding of culture. We talked about this before a little bit. Uh-huh. But, okay. uh, but I'd love for you to talk some more about like, some of your other influences and, and how that uh, equates to your creative outlets and
1: things that you build. I was worried that an hour would be too much time to not talk about anything and not be interesting, but I guess we could go on forever. Um, Yeah, the the whole Star Wars thing, um, I didn't know it was going to just consume my whole life type of thing. It was kind of when I saw it, I go, oh, this is cool. And it inspired me to draw. It inspired me to draw the characters, draw the spaceships. Um, People like Ed Emberley... Was an influence? Just drawing little cars out of those little shapes. I kind of my current style kind of goes back to that unknowingly. You and know, it, and it, it kind of dawned on me one day. I go, Oh my God, I'm, I'm. This is. I haven't thought about this guy in 30 years, and I'm drawing little people and little houses the way he did. You know, if I, had, I had to do, I had to do a large crowd scene, and I just, and I just simplified it by doing in that style, or. Yeah. Did I answer the question? <laughs> I think I, I kind of rambled
0: off there. No, no, no. I think that's good. Um, so your style, I, I mean, you, you, you execute things in a lot of different ways. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, about your take on on style. That, that I know you mm-hmm. have your kind of charming, um, flat, vector-based Images mm-hmm. like that's that's something that, that you when, when you're illustrating. But obviously, as an art director, you're trying to tell a bunch of different stories, and that's not always going to be the right uh, vehicle for, for telling that. So I'd love I'd love to hear you sort of talk about how how you approach
1: storytelling as a journalist. Um, well, I think that the, the main question is so what's the best way to tell the story and that serves the reader the best. Um, as, a, as, as for style, I think that just have, has to come naturally. You can't force it. You can't go to Tumblr and go and look at what's cool or what's hot and go, I want to do that. It has to, it has to be a part of you for it to be real, for it to be, I guess, honest, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious how the style evolved, and was there a moment when you sort of realized... You know, you're influenced by all these other people, and it, it, at first, it, I imagine it kind of came off as, uh, it looked a little bit like that other stuff, and then there was a moment when you kind of came into your own, and you're like, okay, this is my style.
1: That, that's always changing. I mean, I'm, I, might, I might have done this for a while, but at the same time, I'm always, I used to always say this, where every time I get an illustration assignment, I'm terrified, because I, I always think, oh, how am I going to do this? But lately, just in the past month, I go, oh, I'm getting comfortable. I feel good where I could just make the shapes, make do the sketches, and go, okay, this is where I'm headed, you know. And this whole vector thing was is relatively new. I mean, I didn't really start getting into it until I think the past. Oh shit! When, when, you, when you really think about it, I think I started doing vectors in the past ten years or so. I was looking at stuff like Chip Wasse. is it Was or Wasp? He did this really, this really retroy, flat characters and the stuff people do now, like Robin Davies or Stanley Chow. I, I look, I look to them and go, "Oh shit, this is amazing stuff." And um, I don't know, it just came naturally in a way where in college I was my stuff was all watercolor, and post college it was all kind of Dave McKean dark Photoshop stuff. I mean, that's just where I was at the time. In my life or in my head, right. So now it's all cutesy and you know, <laughs> you know, what do you call what do you call those red dots on your? Do you, do you have on those, those faces. Um, oh this is why I'm not like this is why I draw pictures. I'm not really a
0: <laughs> no,
1: but but just the uh, ro- oh, rosy cheeks. Rosy cheeks. Yeah, God, everyone's got to have that, rosy cheeks, that, that, right? That that took forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll edit that so it sounds even longer. Edit, can you edit that awkward pause? Oh yeah. no, make it longer. Okay. Yeah, we'll extend that so so people can enjoy that. That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: can you edit that out too? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay.
0: No, I I think that that. Um, <laughs> It's it's really interesting. The the world of illustration today is is very rich, right? That there are so many um, great illustrators, and I feel like there are so many more. The the uh, profligation of screens to where everyone has one now. There there's sort of this need for visual
1: content all over the place. So yeah, so but is. I w- but I wish the the the, the demand and the and the work for work was available. I mean, people want stuff for free. They want mm stock images, they want, you know, I wish people just fucking hired an illustrator, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, I know what you're saying. Um, Even like, you know, even NPR now has has, hires illustrators because they've evolved from, you know, what you and I are doing right now, we have the the faces with, the, the face for radio are now drawing things and now have stories online and they have beautiful illustrators do beautiful illustrations, you know? Yeah, that's
0: so cool. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's it, it's weird how there's always a, whenever something grows in presence or popularity that there's this backlash to automate it, and and the idea of automating art to is is such an interesting concept to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: and, and I think it's the whole culture of free. Like if it's on the internet, it's free. You're getting your music for free, you're stealing you're ripping off Kyle T Webster's brushes. You know, this guy's people are trying to make a living, you know, and you just because it's online, because it's in a digital format, doesn't mean it's just I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. But this well, is Well people aren't used to
2: paying for anything anymore. I mean they're they're used to paying for food, but pretty much anything else. Yeah,
0: They'll pay for food, they'll pay for their computer or their or their iPad.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: But they
1: don't want to pay for anything else once they get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, but you you're, you're paying $700 for an iPad, but you won't pay cents for a thing or a right. brush or an app that people put their, you know, hearts and souls into it. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. Now I'm getting grumpy. No, don't get grumpy.
0: So, so, so let's take a step back uh, before we get angry. I'd love to talk to you just about your process. Um, you talked about some of your, your kind of um, when you have an illustration. Uh, where do you
1: start? Do you start in a sketchbook. Yeah, always my sketchbook. Well, okay, shit. I can't say that anymore. I used to say that. I guess I'm always my sketchbook. Sometimes I just go straight to final <laughs> if I just because the, the pace here. Even though we're weekly, sometimes I don't get around to doing an illustration until the last day where we close the magazine, and I have you know an hour or two. Has to be done. You have to show it. Make sure it's okay. Get it approved. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but definitely at least one sketch. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. But then I. But back in school, or right, even a few years ago, I would say do a hundred thumbnails. You know, that's that's not even a thing. That's not even a thing anymore. <laughs>
2: I, I was I was looking at the, the when you said when Tim asked you about sketching, I I remembered. And I just pulled it up the sketch of Darth Vader and the animated GIF that you made. Oh yeah, uh huh. Which I love. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That was that was that was one of the most
2: fun projects I've ever worked on. And the little the little sketch, of of them fighting is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh. And the simplified version is is awesome.
1: Thanks. Yeah, that was um, what Rich is talking about is. A little flipbook animation I did for Entertainment Weekly, and um, oh, this goes back to just drawing what you love too. If you're, I, I post random photos of Star Wars drawings, and people notice it and they go, "Oh, we need a Star Wars illustration. You know who to call, which is me." So, oh, wait, this is audio. I'm, I'm doing the, I'm doing the two thumbs up to myself right now. <laughs> so, That's great. But th- yeah, that was fun because that challenged me too to do animation and, and it's like frame by frame. It wasn't, you know, animated in keynote or after effects. It was just okay, I have thirty something frames. Originally I was given sixty, I had to break it down. I, I want I want two strikes and then the hand gets chopped off and then the little fist comes up at the end. You I really had to like simplify and kinda of, kinda of invoke the whole Ed Emberley thing, and draw Darth Vader in two shapes, two or three shapes. So really minimal, make it minimal, and and it was super small. It's, it's literally the size of your thumbnail. So it's kind of fun to put all that work into that little that little thing.
0: So. Yeah. What do you think about putting constraints on yourself as you design? Like, Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? Sorry. It's it's. What do you think about putting constraints? Uh, when when you design things because it seems like sometimes the constraint some of our best work comes from when it's a really tight Timeline or a really tight oh. budget or a very small amount of
1: space. I Need constraints. I I, I, when I when I don't have them. I don't know what to do with myself It's even deadlines, too. I mean, I, I'm currently working on a project where The um, the art director goes. Oh, we don't we don't have a deadline. It's just kind of whenever and I I'll, I put that stuff off. I, I admit it because I like having two days, two hours, as opposed to you know the, the people who do feature films who have two five-year projects. You know, um, like Kubo. Oh shit! Props to Leica and Portland with Kubo. I, I've not watched it yet, but I've, everything I've seen has just been amazing. Sure. But any, anyway, but like to animate <laughs> to animate this monkey jumping around for five years. I go, oh man. Give me a two-day assignment,
2: please. <laughs> so we we went on a tour of of Leica for my daughter's birthday. What
1: can you and do that? You rent no, it out like, like Chuck E. Cheese.
2: No, you can't. You can't <laughs> do that. Actually, we had, um, but you know, it's Portland, so I have a lot of friends who work there, and so one of oh, them. cool. One of them hooked it up, and it was unreal. Because I mean, just seeing the amount of work. And seen all the models. And we saw all the models for Kubo. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my wow. entire life. I'm,
1: I'm so jealous. Because I remember um, a few years ago at one of the ICON conferences, some someone was mentioning that the faces were all three, 3D printed and each individually painted to get the just the dialogue done. Yeah, they
2: had a whole like case of I don't remember how many different like masks mm-hmm. but um I want to say like 150 or something so <sighs> for,
1: that's so cool so they'll, so they'll put every, on, like, every word every consonant vowel has to have its own mouth and then the eyes and the everything else for the expression
2: yeah and they go on with this like <sighs> it's really cool like in movies you know when they peel the face off of a robot uh-huh mm-hmm. That's that's what they're, because it has the armature that yeah. supports all this stuff, so if you take off the armature, or you take off the 3D printed face, and there's this crazy armature underneath it, and it's 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 an, uh, incredible.
1: That's, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah. even when you look at that, I was just, I've only watched the trailers and all the featurettes I could get um, just for, for Cuba. It's just so slick. If you look at like Nightmare Before Christmas, it's kinda of, it's a little choppier. And then you go further back to Gumby and to all the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer ones and it's just really it's amazing how it's evolved. Yeah.
0: Uh I'd love if you had any like do you have any stories from you know, in the newsroom, people reacting to the stress of the deadline. Uh, like any 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 times you've seen people freak out or art directors go crazy on stuff, and you didn't have you know you had to like do something in in, in a short amount of time, any of that kind of thing.
1: Hmm. See, this is this is what I was worried about. I'm boring. I don't have any stories. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me. Other I, I thing about it.
0: You can you can think about that. Well, you think about that <laughs> thought as well. I'll, I'll put another thought in your mind. OK, um, so so I love the idea of how how deadline pressure helps you get things done. And the idea of short lists is usually more like it's, it's always easier to get something done with a short list and a short timeline than a long <laughs> list and a long timeline. Right. The idea that um, that knowing that you have two things to do in two days to do them is way better for most people than knowing that you have 20 things to do and 20
1: days to do them. Right. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's just you know one piece, one piece, or one day at a time. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it just fits my personality where, I I talk about this with my wife a lot. Where, you know, I I never had that answer when someone says, you know, what do you gonna, what do you gonna see yourself in five years? I have no, I don't I don't know. What I'm doing in five hours, even career wise. I, I I just have a trajectory. I'm going in this direction, like northeast-ish, and then anything within that ninety degree. 45-degree cone, whatever, is where I'm headed, you know?
0: Yeah, so I can imagine you You probably don't know what city you're going to be in or or what type of media you're going to be doing, but I would imagine you have some
1: idea of relatively the things you'll be doing, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, back when I was in newspapers, it was always, there was like that handful of newspapers you always want to work with, you know? So if you want to be in Seattle, do you want to be in Chicago, do you want to be in Miami? There's those handful of, you know, the ones you want to go for but now being in new york I'm, I, never, I never want to leave really that's so, cool except for, except for retirement if i re, if my wife and i retire we want to be back in the northwest you know like seattle or portland that's very cool yeah I was I we, ask, we miss it we miss we miss it there
0: yeah well I, yeah. I think there's there's a very noticeable east coast west coast difference a little bit have, have you seen that do you feel like there's a Sort of in, in, you mean in, you mean a
1: hip hop or rap or do you mean a <laughs>
0: um, no I was thinking more about working style that I worked in Boston for a number of years mm-hmm. uh, and we both have roots in, in uh, rich lived in New York for a long time okay and, and that living in Portland there's sort of a pace a difference in pace it seems like in in New York it's it's very fast pace oh yeah it's,
1: it's totally it's all true. <laughs> But it's funny when you think about Portland. It is a bit laid back. It is more – it's small, but definitely smaller too. It's a small, big town or no, a big – wait, what am I trying to say? Big, small town or a city. And everything in New York is just go, go, go. It's, it's kind of tiring sometimes, but I, 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 I love it. Yeah,
0: I think it's tiring but energizing. And, and that, was, that was my feeling that, that the um, – you also have a little uh, – the, the – one of the things that's great about uh, New York City, uh, obviously, is it's one of the most cosmopolitan places in the world, right? That, mm-hmm. that one one a fair criticism of Portland is that you know, it's it's uh, it's a little white, yeah. <laughs> and, and being being in a more diverse place, I think it does help with the idea of of kind of culture and perspectives that you you, you
1: just get a little more there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that helped you you know. In my upbringing in San Jose, it was pretty diverse. The, you know, even though in San Jose we were the only Asian family on the street, and there were like racist kids, you know, vandalizing my dad's car or saying shit, you know. But um, I go back to San Jose every once in a while, and I go, oh my god, it's even more diverse. It's there's so many Asian markets now, and I and I remember sitting at a restaurant with my mother, and there's just guy just talking like hey what's up hey what's up man you know or he, what do you call it like he spoke like a bro and i look over it's an asian dude <laughs> it's so it's, it's amazing how like assimilated or i guess assimilation is not the word it's just you just become you just you're just who you are there yeah and you fit a certain mold regardless of race so you have you know Asian bro, or you have, you know, it's, it, you just have a person now who just happens to be Asian, or right.
0: So another thought around uh, just your your day to day, like. Take me through um, just like, like one of your days of the week working at time. Like, like what's what's it kind of like? J- just kind of paint the picture as, as you come in. What are the kind of things you'll be focusing on? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a specific day, but maybe just sort of take us through what, what the types of activities you'd run through in the run of a day and, and the, the people you'd be meeting with as, as you do your job. Oh,
1: man. I think the most interesting day would be our, our Tuesdays. That's the day where we don't – we try to close as much of the magazine as possible, and depending on what you're doing, we you, you could—I could be working on uh, front of the book stuff where it's just like single pages or single, just a spread. Or you could be doing the cover story. You will have to um, show the, show them to the editors. Oh, let me back up. Where most days of the week we meet with editors and writers and. All the other, other art directors, we show our layouts on, around the table and go through every step of every, pro, every step of the process. Where we show here are you know, here's a story about X Y Z, and here are you know five photos that the photo editors and I kind of looked at together and go let's, let's try them out on the page and see what works best to tell the story. And then we show that to the editor. So on Tuesdays, this is when we, this is like go go go. We're just showing as much as we can. Um, even in between, even in between viewings, we're emailing screenshots and PDFs and going, okay, what do you think of this? You got to get everything approved and uh, sent sent through. Does that make sense? It's just kind of weird to be in this world where I, I'm trying to I'm trying to explain it to someone who's never done this before and I think editorial design is kind of a smaller niche within the larger design design you know yeah, um, that,
0: I think that's interesting though just the idea yeah no it's it,
1: totally it, helpful it nor, it's normal it's normal to me but I don't know how, how do I explain this to someone else you know right so
0: is it an open floor plan? Is there Are there cubicles there? Like, how, What does what the space look yeah, like? Yeah,
1: it's, it's an open floor plan here, It's um, but we have these mini cubicles. They're not they're not over, they're not, what do you, what do you call it? They're kind of mid-level. I, mean, I, can, I can look over and see what the Rebells doing. Right. Um, we're currently, we're, we're downtown, uh, across the street from the World Trade Center pools, and we, gosh we, we moved here in November of last year and um prior to that we were at the time life building uh, in Midtown the building with our name on it <laughs> right yeah oh the, and the funny thing is we don't I mean time didn't own that building it was kind of a Rockefeller Center group who owns that building interesting so, yeah and our in the, that the, the cornerstone that says time and life building 18. 62 or something it's kind of ridiculous to be here and go fuck i, I, I work for time <laughs> you know it's so cool It's so cool. yeah it is it, 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 I'm, I'm pinching myself every single day going
2: right i picture your cubicle is as being especially awesome with a lot of cool like can you send us a photo of your little area
1: no, it's it's a, it's a disaster right now. Oh,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> That's sounds kind of awesome.
2: I picture like, no, all no, kinds see, of Star uh, Wars okay. memorabilia and like
1: cool no, toys. No, and... it's not much. Okay. Back in the back in the day, I used to really do up my cubicle. I, I'll, I'll 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 try to find some photos. Okay. Like when I, was, when I was at the Mercury News, it was like a big playground in the features department. Um, I had a ton of toys at the Chicago, Chicago Tribune. All like all my action figures, but now it's just Pile of papers. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I could tell you off the top of my head my five toys. I have this little Toad, um, what is it, Amiibo from some Nintendo Wii thing. I love Toad. Um, let's see, I have Metalbeard from the Lego movie. I have a, let's see, Soundwave masterpiece where it's cartoon accurate, it, you know. <laughs> and I have a baby group. Little um, baby Groot bobblehead. <laughs> cool. Nice, nice. It's, it's, not, it's not too exciting.
0: <laughs> it's still pretty cool. It's still pretty cool. Um, so uh, a couple last thoughts. So in, sure. in, in, in your infinite spare time, one of the things you do is make the coolest Lego robots I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> they seriously, like, I, I didn't know that you could... I mean, th- these, these uh, mech guys that, that you put they're, – they're super, super cool. When did you start doing that? Was that just something you kind of uh,
1: – About, like, two years ago. Actually, I, I shared a photo from two years ago on Facebook that one of my favorite mechs was um, based on based upon the 80s classic space series, you know, the blue and the gray and all the spacemen. Yeah. That, that was just kind of a nostalgia thing, too, to – Make a mech in that style or two. And these, ah, these are all kind it, of standard
2: not... Lego pieces, right? And yeah, you're this, sort of... this is all this is all legit
1: Lego pieces. But you the know, thing is, there's yeah, thousands can... and thousands of different pieces. Yeah, these are so good. That that do different things. Where you know? are all these?
2: I mean, do you have one place where you post all these?
1: Um, mostly Instagram. I think they're on they're on my Facebook too. I've been I've been considering doing a creating a lego page on my website but that just makes my nerdiness you know what I, you should my my nerdiness is people know it people know i'm geeky and nerdy and whatever <laughs> uh, i think you should
0: let the flag fly man i think it's, i think they're beautiful i think that, well i mean it's,
1: it's not you know, just... the thing the thing is okay this my, my wife is really awesome at real, noticing things that i don't one day she goes oh you know the way you do your vector art is very similar to what you build your Lego. Oh my! What? Whoa, whoa! 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 What? Really? So it's kind of like the way I I construct things. Like it's, it starts off with a circle, a square, a triangle, and it just goes on from there, and you get more detailed. And the same thing with the Mechs too. I I just kind of I don't build a framework, or a, you know, it's the same thing like like the Leica things. You know, the the, the armature.
0: Yeah.
1: I just go from the foot head down, or the foot or feet up, you know, I just kind of go, go, go. And I feel with Lego, I'm, I feel like I'm sculpting. You kind of, you take it, it's really, really blocky. And then you go in further, you take things away, you put a more a smaller piece and a smaller piece. And the more, you put more hinges, you put more detail, you know, the, the whole greenbling thing, you know, the way, you know, back in the day when they made Star Wars, or even the new Star Wars, you make, you make a model, and you add the little lights, you add the little, add the little pipe that make, that suggests technology or suggests mechanics or said to suggest functionality, you know. So you kind, of, you, you kind of, it's kind of like that movie magic, you kind of have to fake that stuff. Right. And then that's why like, I, I look at Pinterest a lot and Flickr and they have all these guys, I'm assuming mostly guys, um, making these mechs, uh, Lego pieces and just. Mm-hmm. It's, my, it's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, there's people who make like Gundam robots, and like oh, Jesus, I don't know that's super but,
0: cool. It's <laughs> super cool. Well, but, but you remind me a little bit. I I don't know if you know uh, Nelson Lowry, but he um, no he he was behind. Uh, he did a fair amount of work on Fantastic Mister Fox, oh, okay. uh, Box Trolls, Paranorman, Corpse Bride. He, he's been. You know, he's sort of in in that area of. Oh um, wait,
1: he he might have been the person who spoke at Icon a few years ago. He
0: he might have, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, does he make cardboard robots?
0: Yes, yes. So that's that's the guy. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And, and I, cool. love, I love the way that, that you know, that, that in, in his free time, right, he's still creating. That, that it seems like, you know, as, as the thing that you do when you're not doing your day job is still building, you know, and, and, and creating and, and making things. And that, that it seems as though you have this uh, tinkerers mentality a little bit where you have to. Oh, keep, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, that, yeah. that, that there's something in you that, that keeps you uh, building things. Yeah, that's that's why the
1: whole like life work life balance doesn't make sense to me because I'm always working. i you could call it work, but I'm also I'm always playing, like the work play life balance, you know. Um, I I sit at a desk all day and my back hurts and I look at a screen all day and I just want to use my hands, you know. Yeah.
2: Really cool, dude. Your Instagram feed is a goldmine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, and so so the mech, the Lego mechs, I'm not sure what you call them. Those are great. Mm-hmm. I also love the, like, the quick drawing. I don't, like, okay, militarized okay. mall security.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
2: Like that kind of quick drawing mech is, I also really like
1: Thanks. Yeah, the thing is yeah. I, I never I can't I never got into Snapchat. I mean I downloaded it, I tried it, and I don't get it. But for some reason the Instagram stories is kind of fun. It's just something to fuck around with, you know. Right. Yeah,
2: but you take it to a, a new level with like these the the monsters
1: and the mechs and Oh, thanks. It's kinda of funny. I I I'm now now I'm walking around thinking okay what what mech or what monster can be sitting in this mall or sitting in the street so uh, I'm, I'm looking at escalators a different a totally different way now and I'm, I'm picturing I'm picturing a waterfall or you know I don't know yeah yeah ten, that's, tentacles coming it's <laughs> really
0: good that's really great that's really great thank you thanks cool. um, well this has been super fun I, I wonder if you could give us um, every all the people that we talked to we try to get some pics like some um. Uh, here are things that I'd recommend, like whether it's apps, games, restaurants, uh, you know. Oh, uh, wh- you should have
1: given me some notice on this. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> I, I should I have let you know. People to follow on Instagram. We, we can kind of get this stuff later, too. We yeah, if wanna you want oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, sure. send it to us, I can include it in on the list. description. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the idea is like something that you've recently been – you've recently discovered that you're sort of particularly amped about
1: okay let me me write that down recently discovered
2: right so like I don't know Instagram stories isn't isn't a great one but that's like oh I just figured out I just got this app or I just Went to this restaurant, or I just heard this album, whatever, whatever it is. I just saw this movie. It could be Kubo. Does it have
1: to be recently discovered, or something I keep going back to? Oh, it can be something you keep going back to. And if, okay, I mean, if
0: if you just know the place that has the best, you know, pho soup in in New York, you know, or whatever, like like if there's you know any anything that you want to call out, we're we're happy okay. to
1: to pass it along. Okay, if you want to talk about food, talk to my wife. Okay. She knows all the food, all the all, all specifically brunch and ice cream. <laughs> nice. so that's that that's her jam. Um, what about
2: good. so for ice cream? I um, I'm curious if your wife has tried Humphrey Slocum.
1: Uh, I don't think so, but I will I will consult with her shortly. Okay, it's in um, San Francisco, just, and it's just awesome. just recently we went to um, this one Morgan Stearns or Morgan Stearns, mm-hmm. and she has she got this black ash. No, no, I'm sorry coconut ash that the ice cream is black and it changes your tongue a different color and it's she said it's delicious i had a little bit it's okay i'm not a, i'm not a coconut fan but <laughs> yeah she, brunch and ice cream and oh donuts too she'll tell you oh. about donuts all day yeah
2: is it actually oh. a new thing that i'm not aware of because i had an ash drink
1: or I charcoal
2: don't... is it was it <laughs>
1: Like, yeah i don't know what i don't know what the deal is And I, I just that's a seinfeld i said i just said a seinfeld thing
2: i bought it in new york because i was intrigued and it was fine but I'm just, okay I feel uh, like there's, a, there's a trend that i'm not aware of yeah
1: more more research is needed on this I yeah think.
2: absolutely we'll track
0: down the uh, the charcoal and ash thing. <laughs> okay get, get a get a common response um really good well I so appreciate you taking the time out, Martin, to to talk to us today. This has been you're welcome. I hope I fun. hope it
1: was good. I hope it's good. I'm always worried that it's, it's not interesting or it's just, I just babble and you know. <laughs> No, it'll be hope, great. I, and often I, I hope it's cool.
2: <laughs> often at the end of these things, we have you know because the conversations meander a little bit, but once we edit it, it, it comes together as a nice little okay. story. Okay. Um, I, ha- I have one last question, Tim. Sorry. Sure. Uh, go ahead now. Oh. Yeah. Do you have time, Martin? Of course, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just curious where you go for inspiration. Is it is it Tumblr? Is it Instagram or podcasts? I mean, what what uh, what inspires you?
1: Um, I wish I had more time to, to look at everything. I I think mostly Pinterest right now. And if you look at my Pinterest board, it's all it's all robots. It's kind of it's funny. It's how people say, "Oh, Pinterest is for women," and <laughs> no, it depends. It's all up to you. Your your social media is all shaped by you. So I have robots and Star Wars mostly on my Pinterest. Um, Flickr sometimes, Tumblr not so much. I really need to be. I really need to be looking more. I'm. More, I'm always all about that. And just lately, I just been kind of my own little bubble.
2: Are there artists or designers or illustrators who, um, in particular, inspire you?
1: Oh, man. There's so many. There's so many. Uh, Like Callie Seesmeyer, Keith Negley, Stanley Chow, Kyle Webster. Um, Yeah, lately, lately I've been just focusing more on illustration, just really trying to push that in myself and push it at time, you know? Very so, cool. hmm. yeah, I could go on forever, but at the same time, I'm I'm drawing a blank.
2: <laughs> cool. No, I I get it. No, mm-hmm.
1: all. This, like,
2: I just always like to, you know, see what other people. I I am just always on the hunt for new cool stuff. So it's like yeah. music. I always. It's like, you know, of, what it's other it's, it's are really
1: it's, it's it's really overwhelming. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like the even with podcasts I. I can't listen to people talking while I'm working, so I, I just listen to music. But there's you know, the, the usual fresh air radio lab. I, what kind and I have of, so I have so many hours backed up on my on my iTunes I can't <laughs> even I don't think I have enough you need, you need like several lifetimes to listen to all that.
2: What kind of music do you listen to? That might that may have been a better question actually.
1: Oh. oh. Uh German bass mostly. Kind of it's more fast-paced, rumbling bass lines and, you yeah, know, dancey. Um, I should send you some links to that, too, I guess.
2: Yeah, please Or
1: or, or a playlist.
2: <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. We could do, yeah. we could oh, do Martin do G's playlist. <clears throat> I would love that, actually. Right, right. Maybe. Send, send us your playlist. That's, right. a, that's okay. a new feature of the podcast. Yes.
1: Cool. I should get on Spotify. See the funny thing, I am so out of touch, you know. I feel I wanna be in touch with like illustration, design, but technology wise, I I don't use Spotify. I don't use Skype. This is probably the second time I've used Skype. <laughs> I just don't I just don't talk to people. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I don't
0: know. Well, we we are happy to I, have-
1: I, 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 I shouldn't have, I shouldn't admit that, yeah.
0: No, no, no. It's it's totally okay. But I think part of it is being passionate about the things that you do, right? It's like you you kind of have your your things that you're into, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking at your Lego mechs on your Pinterest, which are, are oh, and, and the ones that you've pinned as well. Very cool.
1: Unbelievable. It amaz- it's amazing. Yeah. That that's, that's the thing too. Like working on Lego stuff is you know, it's, a, it's a solitary thing. You don't know you mm-hmm. Kind of you're in your little workshop, you know, which is aka our dinner table. Right. right. Yeah. So do you yeah. keep
2: all these? Is your house full of these Lego mechs? I'm,
1: I hope oh, you don't break them down. This is an issue. This is an issue with my wife and I. Um, they're all <laughs> over the place. But no. But the thing is, Good. I keep them all in plastic containers. With little, I, I sort. I try to sort them, <laughs> but then I, but then I have a giant box of things that need to be sorted so that's like, that's like a I could take a week off of work and just sit there and sort Lego pieces um, <laughs> but the, the mech I probably have probably four about four or five that's kind of on a shelf or on our on our headboard in our, in our um, we, have a, we have a headboard that's kind of a bookshelf too mm-hmm. um, but sometimes I guess it gets to a point where I don't time to take it apart you know mm-hmm.
0: right Right. Well, I'm. I'm glad you keep them. I'm glad you keep them together. That 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 yeah. kind of stand as a. You know, once you've done it, now you have your sculpture that you've built. And,
1: and yeah, yeah. There's there's a one that was just recently featured on Brothers Brick. It's kind of a popular um, Lego blog, and the one I have that, that was featured, I, I, I'm keeping for a while. Yeah. Was that was that, that that kind of had the retro space? Yeah. Yeah. The retro. The really bulky. Yeah. Looking one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: But the... Every time I walk by it, I go, I want to fix that arm. There's something wrong with the arm or the shoulder, so I might <laughs> spend a weekend and, or a day and just rework the arm. It's kind of, it's, it's just could take a couple of days. One day I'll work on the legs, and one day I'll work on the torso. And But you're always, you're able to snap it off and try it again, you know? Right. So right. it's kind of, it's kind of meditative, too. It's kind of, you're just working away. And, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no. I think the idea of, of of taking things apart and putting them back together is is a really interesting one. Yeah. Uh, Rich is a and, former architect, uh, so so he kind of had a, has this architectural view of,
2: oh, of man. Things and objects. One um, one of my
1: first Lego sets that I bought was the architecture. Um, there's a there's a massive box of um, this is all white pieces, <laughs> and it comes it's like. Oh. Uh, it's like a thousand pieces. It comes with a book. You would totally be into that so they, set.
2: So, uh, yeah, You did you see the exhibit on the High Line with all white Legos? What? No?
1: Oh, okay. you missed,
2: okay, missed out. This. You missed out. Um. <clears throat> crap. I, I forgot the the architect who did it, but he...
1: Oh, he, man, I have to check it out. I'll oh, look it up.
2: Yeah, just just Google it. But he, he created this whole landscape of, or cityscape more, um, but with white Legos. Mm-hmm. And then he invited just the general public to come and, and mess with it. So, oh,
1: wait, I, 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 might have got a, I might have got a glimpse of it somewhere.
2: So they kind okay. of recorded how this thing, you know, people were building bridges, people were like, right. and it was, it's so cool to see how it sort of changed over time.
1: That's cool. It's, it's really cool. it's a really, really good lately. Experience. I kind of want to get it. I want to try to. I want to try, try um, just doing straight up architecture. Like I, I've been kind of researching brutalism, mm-hmm. just really really like, harsh concrete buildings, and try to translate that to like little model little models and see how that works. Yeah, that's I don't, that's I don't know. Like, there's so many. There's so many pr- personal projects that I have listed or mm-hmm. wanted to do. Yeah. Paul Rudolph oh. and mm-hmm.
0: um Yeah. Yeah, very cool.
2: That's 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 a fun style to do in in Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Look we, into Paul Rudolph. He, Paul yes, Rudolph, okay. i am run this yes, down again too. Cool mm-hmm. uh, brutal <laughs> structures that would translate well to Lego, I think.
0: That's super cool. Well Martin, so so when you head home today, which borough do you live in? Uh, excuse me? Which borough do you live in?
2: Oh uh Upper East. Side.
1: Okay, nice, nice. Uh-huh. So that's oh so yeah, when we we complaining about the rent, <laughs> the Bay Area rent? That's right, it's right. Yeah, But yeah. you
0: live in Manhattan and you're complaining about the uh, the cost of housing in Silicon Valley in San Jose, right?
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so you, even here, in Brooklyn, I mean Brooklyn. I when when we moved here, um, we were looking at Brooklyn, and it's cheaper in Manhattan. You can, you pay a little more, but you get double the space. It's insane. That's that is insane. I don't know what's going on. I'm. I think we're gonna be renters for life, <laughs> or something. I don't know how to how people.
0: Yeah, but when you live in New York it's... City, you you have the the city brings so much as well, right? That you there's oh, so yeah, much totally. culture, art, and life that's a part of being in New York.
1: So... Yeah, but then I just want to stay home sometimes
0: too, even though there's all the stuff happening. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Well, Martin, let us know next time you uh, are headed into the Northwest. We'd love to uh, say hello and give you a yeah, little Yeah, that'd be cool. Of, uh,
1: yeah, I'd love um, to see you guys. And then uh, hang out at – whoops. Sorry. There's an Amber Alert, Amber Alert on my phone. Oh. Um, yeah, go hang out at Ground Patrol or something. Yes. Yes, that sounds great. Awesome. That, that, that was my happy place in Portland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for people who don't know what ground control is, it's an old oh, school yeah. arcade that has all of the old uh, quarter-operated video games, mm-hmm. most
1: of the classics. Like the whole top floor is pinballs. You got right, yeah. Tron downstairs. Oh, I love, love Tron game. Tron Tempest
0: that was my favorite. Tempest, yes,
1: I love the. Uh, oh, see, oh, that, see this. This all goes back to vector art. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's
0: right, and Tempest was can one of
1: the you, early edit, vector games. Can you edit that and put it up front?
0: <laughs> absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Tempest was. I don't know why. I just love that game.
0: Oh well, I think part of it was the sound design, right? That it had the 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 sounds it made were so typical. Anytime you hear an arcade, you're probably going to hear Pac Man, you know, or Tempest. Tempest. <laughs> right 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 that those two were were super super you know it was loud and it had that great sort of sound as your ship went across the strata it was really great yeah cool cool Cool. (laughs) well thanks again martin we appreciate your time thank you for having me great afternoon in lovely new york city and uh, thanks we'll be in touch thanks again cool Cool. thank you Bye. bye